Hello and welcome back. How are you? There has been some time off, potentially three weeks, I'm not sure. <laughs> I had a little bit of a hiatus, which I've absolutely loved because I wanted to take some time out. And I really wanted the podcast to work in seasons, take breaks every now and again just to regroup, as they say, and collect lots of information, interviews, and just come back with a bang and here we are ready to rock so uh, we're on episode number 52 now exciting times and i'm launching right back in today with an interview with a lady called trina and she runs the outfit paleo Tricious. and we had an awesome chat about all things nutrition food movement spirituality just a really genuine fun chat and as, as you'll notice I talk about this, we met randomly, but she will say there's no such thing as meeting people randomly. So I hope you enjoy it, and here we go. So today on the show, I am talking uh, all things paleo, lifestyle, movement, spirituality, and probably some other goodies in there as well. Quite the mixed bag, which I love. Now, luckily enough, I have a great guest to share all of her wonderful insights on those topics with me and you. Uh, so it's not just me chatting away for a change. Today, I am speaking with Trina from Paleotricious. She is an integrative nutrition health coach, uh, a recce practitioner. She's also a mum and a real foods advocate. She, she coaches clients about food, cooking, daily movement, life purpose, relationships and spirituality. Freaking awesome. Uh, so I met Trina by chance and I believe now she may say differently, but we instantly clicked because yeah. we, we found some common interests right away. Our, our conversation was just kind of high vibe and dropping each other because we're so excited. Um, I felt quite uplifted after our interaction. So uh, I wanted oh. to, talk, to talk to her a little bit further. So without further ado, let me introduce to you Trina. Hey, Trina. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Yes, I am great. And you know, there are no such thing as chances or accidents. You know, it's called yes. synchronicity. We were meant to meet, so that was really nice. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, so I've given you a little bit of an intro there, but is there anything else you would like to add that I've left out from my Facebook stalking? <laughs> no, I actually think that you should email that to me so I can use it on my <laughs> Because <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Brilliant, not a problem. It's written down here anyway. That's <laughs> where I am so far. I make food as well. It's the yes. other, it's like a little sideline. It's more like a hobby because I love food so much. So I mm -hmm. make um, sweets and breads and stuff and buns for clients and um, just whoever is interested. You know, I just yeah. kind of do that all skill just because I want to help people to find a healthy way to enjoy food because mm -hmm. people seem to think healthy as hell mm -hmm. um, that's uh, that's a uh, Susan Jane White uh, I stole that from Love um, and um yeah and it doesn't have to be and I do not compromise I do not compromise on flavor and food my food is amazing and it's healthy and it makes me feel good so awesome. I, that's why I make food for other people yeah. as well. I like the way you say it's a hobby because almost if you if that became your sole thing you maybe wouldn't like it as much I find that yeah. in lots of different exactly. things yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's isn't it you know if, if it's, it becomes a job even the word job has such negative connotations you know mm -hmm. it's like oh yes you know you're just following your passion and you're just going to enjoy whatever you do love it love it 
So, how, now you're called Paleo Trishis, so how did you first come across Paleo? And uh, like me, do you kind of have an aversion to the word now? <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you should say, I'll get to that, but yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I came across Paleo like probably most people in this country through CrossFit. So, my husband was doing CrossFit like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago and was obsessed. And CrossFit and Paleo go hand in hand because eating in a particular way will actually enhance your physical performance. Um, and so it was a no-brainer. So he got me to read a book called It Starts With Food. Mm-hmm. And for anybody on their journey, regardless of if you just feel like, oh, I need to do something different and you don't know where to start, that's a good place to start. Hence the so well-named book, It Starts With Food. That's where I started. So I read that book and it was just genius. It just explain the science behind what different foods do in our body but most importantly it talked about using your body as an experiment for you mm-hmm. and this rings so true for me and i just love it because it's all about you deciding if it works for you or not mm-hmm. and so in elimination diet you take out the foods that are going to cause that are known to cause problems like dairy and obviously sugar and wheat and grains mm-hmm. um, and you take those out you see how you feel in yourself, so you don't need anyone else to tell you. And then you add in each of the different groups and you see how it affects you, how you, because every single one of us is different. And so my husband can tolerate very, really well, whereas I am like sick, congested, like <laughs> awful in 10 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. and it's not, ice cream is lovely, but in 10 minutes time, I'm going to regret with something that I wouldn't do very often because I know it affects me, mm-hmm. but he can, he can get away with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're all different. So when I learned that, this, two weeks into changing my diet, I felt like a super human. And I've, re- I've written about that before. I felt like Bradley Cooper and Limitless, you know? It was <laughs> like, suddenly I could see, suddenly everything. And I was pretty healthy before that. So it wasn't like I was cutting out massive amounts of processed foods and rubbish. Like I was relatively healthy anyway, but just taking out the grains completely mm-hmm. and dairy, you know, it just, it made such an impact. At CrossFit, after a few weeks, I was suddenly faster than everyone in my classes. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe. And the, the, the owner said to me, hi, Trina, imagine that food could directly and um, you know have a, an impact on your performance you know very sarcastically it was so right i couldn't believe it my mm-hmm. muscles felt looser and freer you know my joints weren't so stiff and i was and, and everything about me was faster i was more focused and alert and i could have started work at six in the morning i was just so awake whereas i would have struggled to get out of bed and so on that journey and i did a few of those elimination diets to really figure it out for me and really kind of hone it and, and, and make that i knew what affected me um, and it was a no-brainer, just a no-brainer. So yeah. then, obviously, was passionate about that, and then I, I was to share it. I've always been like that. I've always essentially been a health coach because I've always just mm-hmm. shared what I know and what works and what you know to try to help others. Because my my sole passion is to help people. I am here to be observant, mm-hmm. and so that's what I was doing. And then when I found out paleo work, then I was sharing that with everyone, and everyone got lectured about paleo. And so, <laughs> Most of my family now are paleo, you know, and mm-hmm. most friends really try to follow that style of eating because it works for them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, and that's how I kind of led down the paleo path. But as you're saying, the aversion to it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, now, with the clients that I see, 
they don't really even know about paleo and they don't really know what it is mm -hmm. and it maybe is it's quite a maybe unique market that you know people that are paleo or paleo people that are not don't really know what it is mm -hmm. um, and so i don't want to put people off and i'm actually now news break or headline i am changing my name oh. to trina trishes yeah <laughs> Because I want to, I want it to be more about me, and that I'm the one trying to help you to, to have this more nutritious and healthy lifestyle. That's perfect. People also do not know how to spell my or to say my name. <laughs> yeah, me included. <laughs> so I have spelled it phonetically, um, so that people will know that who I am, that it's that it's yes. me yeah. instead of paleo. How I live is mostly paleo, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I'm not. You know, that's fine. It's just it's grain free and real foods, you know. But mm -hmm. I do think that paleo is just it kind of like narrows the people that you know might look at you, you know, and I yes. think that might put people off that they think that there's this thing. It's not all. All I all I teach is eat real food. Just eat real food without ingredients. Yes, you know, eat a label on the back of it. Just eat actual real food and and. That's what works for us, mm -hmm. you know. But well, just to pick up on a few points that you said there, then, um, yeah, because paleo even is changing. There's people that are doing more and more research, and they're integrating more things that maybe the zealot, the zealots would not have done at the start. So when you give yeah. your website or your your brand that name, it does narrow it down almost too much. Mm -hmm. But when you put your name on it, that's not going to change. So. Yeah. Exactly. That's pretty cool. You, whenever you were saying about giving up grains, you you spoke exactly the same as me because I didn't really have health concerns myself, but yeah. and, I, and I don't even have a moment where I thought I'm so sick. I need to try something, anything here to make yeah. myself feel better. I just decided to experiment, and the energy levels just went through the roof. Yeah, it suddenly <laughs> you feel like, oh, this is how I'm meant to feel. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, right. So all the rest of my life. I wasn't in my optimum feeling of being a human being. And yeah. it's so, suddenly things make sense. You don't want to go back. No. You don't realize yes. in previous life that there was anything wrong. Yeah. You thought that, that daily sniffle and congestion was normal. You thought that those aches and pains were just normal. You didn't even feel them because you were so used to them. Mm -hmm, exactly. But people do. Sorry, go ahead. Goodness. Yeah, so, I mean, people get used to that sort of exhausted yeah. feeling because they th cause, yeah. and then they do think it's normal uh, until mm -hmm. you up a level and then you think, okay, this is good, and you get addicted to that in a good way, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Very much, very much. Yeah. yeah. Um, whenever you try and tell people that grains are bad, do you find that difficult? Yeah. Well, well, yes, because obviously that's marketed as a great healthy thing, and for some people, grains are good. And yeah. you know, I have a lot of. And, and a lot of it stems from belief as well. It depends on your belief, what will affect you, just as the placebo, the nocebo effect, that's mm -hmm. all to do with belief. You know, so it's the same kind of thing. So it could just be my belief, but I believe that mm -hmm. A, because of our ancestry, because of being from this country, potatoes, for example, <laughs> are yeah. a diet for us, whereas rice would not be. Yes. You know, so whilst paleo initially would have said don't have potatoes i do eat potatoes white potatoes from time to time and it doesn't have any effect on me it's mm -hmm. it's very individual but also your blood type is another issue so if you have as an, an o blood type like me you mm -hmm. are more more likely to be able to digest meat um mm -hmm. and you have a shorter intestines to be able to do that and higher um acidity of um, stomach acid so you're more likely to be a meat eater and you're kind of more naturally paleo anyway whereas the 
A blood types are a natural agricultural blood yeah. type. Well, actually, yeah, so they actually have an easier time doing grains. So for me, I do explain, yes, I don't do grains, but that doesn't mean that you can't, you need to experiment. And, it, and for me, that is the most fundamental thing is to experiment because when I eat, I am actually okay with wheat from mm -hmm. time to time, so sardo bread and stuff from yes. time to time. But you see non-gluten grains, so all these gluten-free, like gluten-free, I'm sorry, it's just that makes me angry. Yes. It's not really anything else. It's just like take out the wheat and add in a pile of crap. Oh, like, like 1,500 ingredients? Bread. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. It's just the, the worst ingredients than, than wheat. Um, mm. But for me, the non-gluten, all the gluten-free stuff, and non-gluten grains like buckwheat and all, that, it kills me. It mm. kill, it, I feel like I've been hit by a bus if I have tacos or i mean i would never touch buckwheat again i've done it once and i will never do it again oh wow that's interesting mm -hmm. yeah and it's tight it does you know this great gluten-free thing and it works for lots of people it just does not work for me what about uh quinoa <laughs> yeah quinoa works really well for me actually oh, i used it? to go mm -hmm. and i do we would have quite a bit we would have like quinoa porridge and stuff for breakfast and quinoa pops is my my three-year-old's favorite oh. you know mm -hmm. <laughs> work really well for us that's um, uh interesting about the blood type now could you guess what blood type i am uh, i would say you're O. you must be O. yes i am o, o positive yeah do you love your mate yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good i must research that that's fascinating love it yeah in japan um your blood type is as obvious to people as like your surname like everyone in japan knows each other's blood type the way we would kind of know your horoscope and stuff mm. it's that's what that's what it's like for blood type in Japan. Everybody knows, and it's like, oh, you're you're O negative. Oh, that makes sense. Do you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be something in that actually makes sense to me. Yeah. So that's good. But our evolution and to do with then uh, the agricultural revolution, and then how people then continued to, you know, so the AB they're like the new breed of people. So if you're AB, you're like pretty special, and you. <laughs> Um, you're yeah in a league of your own <laughs> <laughs> very good awesome all right then Trina, so moving on I saw on your Facebook that you did a 21 hour fast which I love yeah. um, <laughs> how, how did you get on with that and can you tell everyone why fasting can be great for some people yeah well I it's something that I got into randomly not through any kind of intermitting fasting kind of site or anything it's actually like a book called one spirit medicine and it's all about like increasing your spirituality so it's yes. like oh and this guy's a shaman but he talked about it mm -hmm. um and the way he explained it is when you don't eat processed um food or sugar for so many hours and um, that's for example 18 mm -hmm. um, it allows your body to start to stop building muscle and to like self-repair and to um, detoxify. So mm -hmm. it allows the, the waste from your cells to actually be eliminated from your body. So you're doing all this, like it's called autophagy. So it's like cell death and repair. So all that kind of old cells mm -hmm. get off and get eliminated from the body. And then new cells come up. So you're actually like revived and revitalized and then you can continue building. Mm -hmm. so, so that I find, and I, I that that really works for me. So this isn't a weight loss thing. This is a cell regeneration. This is, it improves your DNA. It improves your longevity. You know, and there are many many studies about intermittent fasting. You know, to kind of show that. But for me, I have to feel in the right frame of mind to do it. But yes. if I have a dinner kind of early in the evening, 
um, I'll be like, right, okay, well, I could just drink herbal tea for the rest of the night. And then maybe in the morning, I'll not feel like breakfast. And I mean, if I really need to eat food, then I listen to my body and I eat food. Mm-hmm. If I do, then I'll go, okay, I'll maybe have a green juice and I can have like some herbal teas and I'll just see how long I can go because the more I go, the better I'm going to feel. And I actually feel like lighter and more rejuvenated because all of that cellular work is going on in the background because my body doesn't have to process food. Mm-hmm. The digestive system is getting a rest because if you think about it, we eat at least three meals a day, mm-hmm. eating in between as well. So the digestive system is just constantly working, constantly on. So it just needs a little bit of time. And mm-hmm. in that time, it gets to do this hypocrisy, this kind of cell death and regeneration you know mm-hmm. yes i've talked about it in the past autophagy or autoph- i don't even know how you pronounce it <laughs> well i would guess in autophagy but autophagy yeah. sounds about right yeah um yeah. yes i i've heard of it and it just it is very fascinating but at the same time i think if you're a bit of a sugar burner you're gonna f- have trouble with it yeah um i would do i would easily do it uh leading into maybe not eating until lunchtime if mm-hmm. I'm on the higher fat end of things, as you would yeah. expect. Um, but if you're a bit of a sugar burner, you're going to get weak and you're going to need your 11s. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the sort of thing that naturally occurs yeah. if you're eating in a certain way. Yeah, well, that's it. But but you just think of the benefits because when you do stuff like that, you know, and, and when you just deep breathe even, you, mm-hmm. you're switching your metabolism because there suddenly is no sugar. If you take the sugar out, there is no sugar to burn. Yep. For a few, suddenly you're going to start having to go to your fat and you're going to be burning fat. So if you can even think of it mentally, it's, it is going to benefit you, you know. So as long as you're not doing something crazy, like, you know, don't be like running a marathon that morning. Or, <laughs> you know, like if you've got an easy day and, and yeah. do you know, you then eat. If you, just listen to your body, you yeah. know. But, um, it, it is a beneficial thing. But there are some days where I, my body will not want to do it. And I'd be like, okay, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not the kind of thing you would do every day. You know, I don't think that, that might work for some people. And some people, I know some keto, like Chris Kresser was talking, that he does that like every day for a while. Yes. You know, but um, yeah, I think it, it just depends on you. And you've just got to really, that's the key is listen to your body. Seems to be men do better on it. Uh, maybe it's yeah. just those guys that are talking about it more, but yeah. our hormones are a little bit perhaps more sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because we we move in cycles. Yeah, you know we're cyclical. So at different times of the month, you're gonna feel differently. Yeah, you know? I find it difficult because I just like eating quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I remember one time doing that. You know that the master flush or whatever it's called, master cleanse. You know the cayenne pepper. Oh yeah. And- water whatever and i did i tried to do that for a day or two whilst living in france where there's so much good bread my goodness <laughs> <laughs> and i i did it for like a day and then i was like no i need to actually physically eat food I'm, i that's just not for me you know so yeah. i did feel good and it felt lighter but it wouldn't be something i would choose to do because i do enjoy eating food yeah because it's enjoyable in itself eating yeah. nice nice food that yeah. you've prepared and you know what you're doing yeah. you, you cook good stuff so you're gonna sit down <laughs> and enjoy it but then on the flip side of that if i go to say somebody's house or a party or whatever and there there's all of this kind of junk food which is fine you know, if you want to eat it that's cool but i have no problem in resisting yeah <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I've got to the stage now where it doesn't appeal to me anymore. Um, exactly. But that exactly. takes a bit of work. I even find restaurants that I like to go to eat. We ate last night out, mm-hmm. and I that I can do much better, and I wouldn't have to pay so much. Do you know? And then, I know, and I know, I know. 
is you're having to eat substandard food, you know, just to be able to eat out, know. you know. But there are some brilliant places to eat that are really great. And my favourites are Ox and Harry's Shack because they're natural, seasonal, local, real. Yes. Interesting because I, I love I love eating out as well, but I haven't been to either of those yet. <laughs> ah, well, Ox is brilliant for lunch yes. in Belfast because they do like a great priced menu and it's really good you know so i would definitely recommend it for lunch because dinner's pricey <laughs> yeah i would imagine so. harry stack is on board stewart strand and it's just a lovely it's just lovely being up at the coast for a day and yes and, all that. and then eating some lovely food and the staff are excellent you know, so. yeah i have a, a friend up there but we haven't we've gone to kind of the other popular places but not harry shack because it's, yeah. it's always been the winter when i've been up and i haven't yeah. really has not as appealing yeah, I'm not busy. Yeah. <laughs> Fire, it's lovely. Yeah. So uh changing it up a little bit, daily movement. What is your stance on that? What what do you believe we should all be making a bit more of an effort to do apart from move? Well that well that's that's, that's the key movement. Mm-hmm. The thing is that and I um I am terrible. So when I did cross it, I loved cross it and I just did it all the time. And mm-hmm. then I had a baby and when you have a baby you're <laughs> your life kind of your life stops for your baby for a while and then you've got to kind of find your groove again yeah. and driving into Belfast and then doing an hour class and driving home again is quite a lot of time out of your day then suddenly and um, so you've got to find stuff that works for you and so what I've learned about movement is you have to find stuff that you're passionate about otherwise you're just not going to do it yeah. you know so I think that it is important to move every day, but it, but you don't always have the opportunity to go to a class or to go and have a big long walk or to do whatever it is that you like to do. So doing something in the house, I like I keep a yoga mat in my dressing room. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get to yoga, and I'll try to get to yoga at least once a week, a really good, you know, strong class. Um, but I'll try and do yoga stretches and moves as often as I can even throughout the day so earlier just before our call I was like stretching down for a book but instead of just kind of leaning over lazily I did a nice proper bend and stretch you know and felt (laughs) felt it in my legs as I stretched out you know and and allowed that stretch to be part of my day yeah so it's kind of just bringing consciousness to your day and how you move and if like me you have a small child and you're moving (laughs) a And you're lifting a lot, you know, so you want to be conscious of how you're lifting and mm-hmm. doing that to your benefit instead of to your detriment. Yeah, I was I was talking about that maybe on my last couple of podcasts. Um, you know, we go to the gym and we move around a lot, not just to look good, but to be able to pick up our child, uh-huh. <laughs> go into the garden and squat down without that noise that you might think is natural as you get to a certain age you know it's everyday movement and having a pain-free life that's why you do these things mm-hmm. exactly i broke my foot last year oh so movement for my foot you know became very important once i got my cast off and stuff mm-hmm. and um you know it's amazing it's amazing how just simple daily movements can really impact and and, and improve your recovery you know if you don't do them you're not going to recover and you're not going to have full mobility back you know so yeah but it's fine to incorporate it into your day yeah you know have you heard of um move not have you heard of those no. things no they do certifications and it's all built on natural movements you can become an instructor or you can go to classes uh, oh. and last year it was last year i think maybe last january where they set you a move to do every single day for a certain period of time and i did it and it was just unbelievable how 
oh, unflexible it was <laughs> because it's weird movements that you but it's stuff that we should be able to do and the reason I'm thinking of it is because yesterday they they shared an email saying uh, 15 moves you should be able to do just yeah. without a problem and yeah. I, I was going to do them today I haven't done them yet but I would be wouldn't be surprised if people struggle with them to be honest yes um, so those are those are like probably like the the basic movements of a human being. So a lot of functional medicine doctors or physios, well, they have a they have a set test, you know, to see can you squat, can you stretch, can you bend, can you do all these things that a human should be able to, you know, and and that allows them to know how to work with you. But yeah. you know, but all of us should be able to do these simple, you know, stretches or squats or whatever that are normal to human beings, not just for athletes or people that train at the gym. Yeah, and the the, kid, the thing that kids do, no problem. Uh, yes. Like your little boy, I'm sure, squats, no problem. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, yes. <laughs> just when you yeah. see them bending down, it's super cute, but their yeah. flexibility is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't lose that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, there's a guy actually called Stephen Bell that has a company called Wildfoot. I know well. it. I know it. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. And that's what he teaches. He, it's all about natural movement and playing. So he's like, gets you to play mm-hmm. whilst, so it's fun. So that's like what I'm saying. It's, you, you want to have passion about how you want to move. So some people it might be dancing or it might be swimming or, I, I mean, I like, if I'm not getting to do something, I might just put on, some music on YouTube and dance in my kitchen and just let my body feel yeah. music. Oh. I'm still moving and my heart rate is rising and I'm still getting some movement into my day and I can do that with my child. So it's fun. The point of, sorry, sorry. The point of, you know, going to the gym only for a small period of time where you've kind of, you know, you blast it out a bit, but then you're able to walk about throughout the, the rest of your day, not killing it. So that you have to go and lie down for five hours. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. It's so and again, like we were talking about women, you know, moving cycles, there's going to be some times that you're going to have loads of energy and be very capable. And there's other times where you just need to stay at home and not really move. Yeah. Do you know, it's all to your body, you know, because this is the most intelligent computer in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, so it has, it has all the intelligence that we need. So if we can just listen to it, then it will tell us, okay, what do we need to do? And for me, I know now, like I used to love, CrossFit and I like kind of weights and I like that kind of short intense workout where I'm not just slogging out at the gym I just I couldn't do an hour on the treadmill and that just that oh, does no. not affect me at, at, you know um whereas I could do like 10 minutes of something really intense so I do love a bit of Joe Wicks so I'll mm. stick that twice if I can't go anywhere I will, I will do Joe Wicks in the kitchen mm-hmm. and um for me yes that's it for me it's I love yoga and it, it's a it's a strenuous class you know my husband yeah. does it as an athlete you know and and he will struggle with it but I do that because not only am I moving and stretching I'm connecting to my body and connecting to myself and I'm giving myself that time you know to really kind of feel mm-hmm. into myself you know so it's more than just moving you know it's it's kind of everything yeah I, I tried to do yoga once a week maybe on a Sunday and I just I find it really uncomfortable <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah, but I but that's it is a good thing in a way because I know that my flexibility needs work. Um, yeah, just certain poses are just really uncomfortable. But then you see people put, you know, before and after picture up on Instagram of a, a very slight bend forward, and then two years later they're right away touching the ground. Yeah, and <laughs> so, that is that is the key to any kind of weight training or any kind of 
working at the gym, you you need that flexibility to so that you don't get injured for a start, you know, but to improve what you're doing. And, and so the two go really hand in hand. Lots of the rugby players do yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of athletes do yoga and stretches, you know, and um, because it is, the two are just integrated, you know, so so closely. But it is, it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful practice to mm-hmm. have. Even to just chill you out for a bit and yeah. put the technology down for a second. Very <laughs> Yes, it's time for you. You yes. switch off, you tune into yourself, you feel your body, you just, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's important. It's like meditation. It's very much the same. Yes, I'm loving my meditation too, but we'll talk about that another time maybe. <laughs> <laughs> to, talk, to talk about another string to your bow, you've written about helping people with their life purpose. I'm so excited yeah. by this. Uh, I, don't, I, don't know if it, I don't know if it's just me, um, but I feel more and more people are looking for a, a meaningful work day. You know, the nine to five standard isn't cutting it anymore. Now, yeah. of course there is people that are content with that and that's, that's great, but there is this whole other breed, I think of people, maybe it's the millennials, <laughs> uh, striving and trying new things because they have this pull towards something more. Why, why do you think that is? And what advice could you give to someone that's a little bit stuck? Yeah, well, my my advice is, is coming in a, in a spiritual regard because I believe that the consciousness of the planet is speeding up. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly we are kind of waking up to the fact that we don't want to just work Monday to Friday, nine to five, and that song, you know, living for the weekend. <laughs> that That isn't a life. No. No, and so people are now starting to awaken within their lives and go, oh, I feel like I've been brainwashed my whole life, you know, because you go to school because that was set up initially by the governments to teach you how to go into factories to work or teach you how to go off to war. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where the doctor nearly came from, you know, so you're you're taught from a very young age to go and sit and keep still and listen and work and then you try to do that all your life and mm-hmm. and. And that's all about belief. So suddenly that we're all starting to wake up from that and go, oh, well, that's maybe not for me. And maybe I have a purpose here. And maybe I have something I want to achieve here. And maybe I actually get so much satisfaction out of doing this. And I don't want to work for someone else anymore. So that's very much where I came from. I realized that I have been health coaching people like my whole life. <laughs> but maybe my target audience was, wasn't the audience that wanted to listen. You know, and then actually then suddenly I started to find people that wanted to listen and they're coming to me and they're coming to me for workshops in my kitchen and my spare time, you know, and they're learning how to do this, that and the other and yeah. realize this is what I love. This doesn't feel like work to me. This is amazing. And I could actually charge people um, for this because they are willing to pay for it because they want to learn from me of something that I am so passionate about. Yes. That's not work. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but I can make a really good living doing that as opposed to going and working for someone else and hating it and being miserable and, you know, and being in quite a toxic environment, you know, because no one really is happy doing that, mm-hmm. you know, that I could go and have my own life where I'm happy. And so it's amazing that all my clients seem to be like, yeah, I actually want to go out on my own and I want to do this and I want to do that. And so I can help support them because when we can identify our passion, when we really go oh, this is who I am, this is who I am, when we get, then when you get it, you can't not, you can't ignore that anymore, you you can't run away from that, so suddenly, like, you will be very fueled and and passionate towards moving in that purpose, in the the direction of your purpose, you know, 
nothing will stop you then. You've, you've kind of found your tribe, people that want to listen to you, and yeah. you set the example, and then they want to go and do the same thing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> people are just, people are stuck. People are confused, and they are just, their heads are melted, as we would say. You know, <laughs> the fact that all of this bombardment of information, and mostly it's really marketed information, it's not like, independent unbiased information it's all marketing this will make you sin and this will give you energy and this will make you happy and this will mm-hmm. give you that's all coming from someone that's put money behind their product to make you want it and buy it and think that you have to have it and so people are so confused they just don't know what to do and they they're they're at this kind of breaking point where they're like i just need someone to help me that isn't invested in especially invested in products and making yes. money mm-hmm. help do this for myself that's what I do. Because these people that are selling products are, are homing in on your insecurities. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and and exactly. you feel like you need to buy A, B and C to that be more accepting, be a better person, be whatever it may be. Have you ever heard of uh, Gary V talking about if you're living for Friday, you're not doing life right? <laughs> oh, well, I haven't heard of him, but no, I'm, I'm 100%. Yeah, living for the weekend is my, like that song plays in my head all the time. And I'm like, yeah, it's not, that's not, I, I did live like that. I oh yeah, that. we all did, we all did. <laughs> Then I guess you're saying we we live for our retirement, mm-hmm. and then we get our retirement, and then we realise that we just wasted our whole life doing something we didn't love. And, and some people, like there's a high percentage of people that die when they retire because mm-hmm. they feel like they have no purpose anymore because their job was their purpose, and then they've got no purpose. So yeah. you know, it's like it's quite sad. Or you get to your retirement to do all these things, and you don't have the energy because you haven't lived well, and and you're kind of exhausted. And, and that's that's not a life you don't want to get to. We'll have to work for a lot longer than you know our parents. You know to retire. I mm-hmm. personally, I don't even feel like I would retire now. What I'm doing, I don't feel like it's something I would retire from. It's not something I could retire from because it's who I am. Yeah, and it'll change and it'll evolve um, as the older I get. But I can't see myself ever having less energy and passion for helping other people and you know doing what I do. So love it. Love your passion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there, uh, there's a thing I saw on YouTube quite recently about journaling, and that's a big thing right now. But yeah. on the very first page, what you do is you write how many days you've got left until you reach ninety. Say that's the the, the year you die. You die. <laughs> so it's like a big thing in your face every morning. You open it up. No, that's terrible. I don't like that. You don't like no, but it's not seen to be like a morbid <laughs> thing. It's kind of like seize the day. These days are going to yeah. run out. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> the arm it works for you i honestly think i will easily left 125 I'm, I'm going for that too yeah for sure yeah that's what i if, that, if i'm meant to be here if that's what i chose to live to so i can't see why i wouldn't because current you, you know the current um average mortality rate is 77 you know but that's for normal that's i say it's normal i say not particularly healthy people that's the average well it's mm. the average american you know who isn't healthy yeah um, so whenever you are if you don't smoke and you whatever and you exercise a little you are start you start to add years onto that you yeah. know so you can get up like 85 you know just by being a healthy person but that's by the time we get to 85 then that will be improved and increased again plus know? if so, you're living your passion and and enjoying your work i think that will add a few years on as well exactly <laughs> well exactly if you're if you're doing what you're you came here to do then yeah you, you'll do it until you've fulfilled your purpose and mm-hmm. then you leave yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that leads nicely onto my last question. Uh, I was uh, discussing on my last sh- couple of shows back that you introduced me to the book Light is the New Black. 
mm-hmm. we must discuss. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've listened to it all, but it was a while back, so I'm trying to remember what it was about again. Because yeah. I got the audiobook, and you know when you get the audiobook, it, it kind of all floats in and yeah. goes away again. But um, she asks a lot of questions, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing, because then you're doing yeah. that to yourself when you when you move away from that, it. Um, well, I, I, as I love reading listening to her mm-hmm. I think that the book is is important because of how it's set out it's beautifully done it's unlike any other book that I've seen you know and um, it's beautifully set out and it is questions for you to ask yourself mm-hmm. to really start to connect with yourself and to really understand who am I because that's what we all really are asking ourselves all the time who am I why am I here really like I don't think I'm here to work nine to five and in the shop or whatever it is yes. you know I don't know that that's really why I came to this planet to live this life. You know, mm-hmm. I think that there's more. Mm-hmm. So kind of, it's kind of asking you to ask more of yourself and then give you the confidence and to kind of trust in yourself and trust in the universe and the innate intelligence that created us in the first place. All of that. I mean, it's like, it's huge, but it's... Yeah, oh. you need to read it a few times and I think I might have to get the paper copy and actually write on it. Yes, that yeah, that that's a good idea because, um, yeah, just the way it's said out, it is lovely and it does. It just it asks questions of you that when you allow yourself to ask them of yourself, and then you get an answer, and you're like, oh, where did that come from? Yeah. So the question that she asks, and I love this, and I do this with my clients too, is what is your soul calling for? Mm-hmm. And when you ask yourself that question, you will get an answer, and it might surprise you. Yeah. And as- it's not you answering really you're just allowing the answer to come and you're just trusting that an answer will come to you and it's whatever pops into your head mm-hmm. no matter how crazy it is that's that's a that's a genuine answer for you and this is where meditation is going to be important to silence your brain for a bit to allow mm-hmm. all of that to come your way yeah. i think mm-hmm. do you know she's coming to dublin for a talk yeah. uh-huh well we went um last year actually so we went on her um one day retreat um last year at Drummond Town it was such a beautiful place mm-hmm. um, but it was really like there was a big group of us women we all went together like a coven <laughs> and um, we just had a fabulous life-changing experience well for quite a few of us anyway it was just huge to really kind of connect with ourselves on this different level that we hadn't done before and um, mm-hmm. yeah so I would it's a there's a early bird offer at the minute as well so I would highly recommend anyone that kind of is starting to question who am I and what's going on and I want to know more and I, you know this connection I would highly recommend it because it is yeah, yeah. she's a beautiful beautiful person and she has had a lovely journey um and she's able to help so many people you know that's like, uh, Rebecca Campbell if anybody wants yeah, to know yeah I think I'm going to go to it actually because the email weirdly it just came in today and I, after I'd read the book and I thought oh is this some sort of sign <laughs> yeah get on it get on it (laughs) (laughs) okay Trina well I will not keep you much longer just uh before you go if you could give one piece of advice one little Trina nugget what would you say is your top tip for building a better body well I think as I have been talking the whole time is (laughs) the most important thing is what I teach people is to connect to yourself to know yourself it doesn't matter what anyone says, me included. If I was coaching you, it doesn't matter. If I tell you to do something and that doesn't sit right for you, you need to listen to yourself. 
And when you can trust in your body and your intelligence and and listen, you don't need anything or anyone because then you've got it. And then what will guide you through your whole life. But we are so disconnected from our bodies and from our our own kind of soul, if you call it, or or that that innate nature in us, that intuition, that intelligence. We are so disconnected from that. We can't hear what our body tries to say. And when we don't listen, things happen like we get injured because we didn't listen to our body. Yeah. So listening to your body is the most important thing you can do for your health, for your self, for your life. I absolutely agree. And I always say when you read something or don't even listen to me, go and do your own research because you have to work it out for yourself. We can give you all of these knowledge bombs, but if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. And that's as simple as that. Everyone is different. Every single one of us is different and unique in our own way. So that's why I can't prescribe a one size fits all for, because that that just wouldn't work. And that doesn't work, you know, and that's why it doesn't work. And that's why there isn't one magic pill, you know, all different and we've all got to figure it out and we're all here to figure it out for ourselves and to work it out and when you start to get it you're like oh okay life gets a bit easier yeah you're you're gonna be well you are such a great mum how, how luck it's what do you call your little boy Fletcher Fletcher yeah <laughs> how awesome to have you as a mum <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> uh so for people who want to reach out to you Trina where's the best place to connect on the web your website well, or yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook at the minute now. As I was saying, I'm going to ch- I'm changing to Trina Trisha's like spelled like a tree, okay. Trina Trisha's. But that that website is being built at the minute. So uh, uh, don't look at my paleo Trisha's website because it's terrible. <laughs> uh, now they're all going to look at it because you said that. no, don't. But um, I'm on Facebook at Paleo Trisha's the Health Coach on Facebook. So and it will be that for I would say a few months yet. So um, okay. yeah, you can find Facebook. That's where I do most most things and um i'm now actually work in a salon a couple of times a month um, in temple patrick and mm-hmm. i do the reiki and angel card readings there as well as health coaching so yeah you can you can find me there but yeah find me on facebook and and connect with me i would love that because i'm here to help people so that's I will put links to all of that in the show notes, no problem at all. Thank you. Well, Trina, that has been fabulous. I've really enjoyed talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. I've enjoyed talking to you. Or, yeah, we didn't meet by chance. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Great. Awesome. Thank you very much. Remember, if you have any questions, you can send them along to info at karmaclintock.co.uk. And if you want to review the show on iTunes, I would love it as well. And if you want to support the show, head on over to karmaclintock.co.uk forward slash support.